Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friend, today we're talking about CBD, as in CBD oil, as in hemp, as in that stuff that is all the rage and everyone's talking about it. I taught my first CBD class or or did my first podcast or, or masterclass on CBD way back, I think in 2017. So this is something that I know a lot about. Um, so today we're going to talk about CBD oil. We're going to talk about how does it stack up against essential oils. We're going to talk about the endocannabinoid system. We're going to talk about your receptors for CBD. And we're going to talk about are there any other ways that you can affect your endocannabinoid system. And we're going to talk about some of the CBD basics. Like what is full spectrum versus broad spectrum versus a CBD isolate. Um, we're going to talk about when to use it, how to use it, how long to use it, all of those things. We're even going to touch a little bit on THC and how to know when you are finding a really good CBD company. Okay. So we're going to take, take through all of that today. Welcome. If this is your first time listening, I am Audrey Christie. I'm a functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner. I help women heal from chronic illness and autoimmune disease. I help you to stop chasing symptoms. I help you to find your root causes and to heal your body from chronic illness, from autoimmune disease, to rebalance your body. Okay. This is also a really good time to let you know that if you're looking to DIY your healing journey with lots of support, community, and a practitioner led component, then make sure you check out the Root Cause Revolution membership. It's my monthly membership program. We have an incredible community there, and this membership is jam packed. I have had so many people tell me that it has made more difference for them than the thousands that they have spent on coaches and courses and functional med docs. Every month we have live Q&A calls, we have energy healing sessions, we have master classes, all kinds of stuff, plus a whole library of existing info, including a healing five-phase healing protocol. Not to mention, you get huge savings on practitioner-grade supplements, lab tests, and there's always new goodies coming in, um, and a free private forum that is not on Facebook. You can get all the details at AudreyChristie.com forward slash membership. All right, let's dig in to CBD, man. (laughs) Okay, so first let's start with the endocannabinoid system. Have you ever heard of it? It's totally fine if you haven't, because it was actually only discovered a few decades ago. And then shortly after that, we discovered that we are generationally deprived. Our endocannabinoid system is generationally deprived. Now, as far as science goes, a discovery that is only a few years old or is only a few decades old in this case is often not fully developed. And true to this pattern, science is still discovering all kinds of new stuff about the endocannabinoid system. Um, They're discovering it all the time. And I think it'll only lead to decriminalizing cannabis, but that is a discussion for another day. The endocannabinoid system's primary focus, its job is to help create a perfect balance within the body, also sometimes called homeostasis. So it releases and regulates different internal cannabinoids in reaction to anything anything external, internal, anything that threatens to throw the body off balance. 
Now, sometimes this reaction is in response to a physical threat, but much of what the endocannabinoid system deals with is the mental, neurologic, and energetic side of the threat. A really good example and something that we talk about a lot on the show is stress, okay? So whether it is an internal stress like a health issue or an external stress, the endocannabinoid system actually regulates the internal chemical cascade or chemical release around that stress, which is why the endocannabinoid system is really, um, it's considered a subconscious emotional regulatory system. Okay, there are four internal endocannabinoids that are really the most well understood, at least currently. The first one is oxytocin. Oxytocin, you may have heard of it. It's an internal endocannabinoid. It is often thought of as being strictly female, but it's actually produced and used by both males and females. Oxytocin is generated during labor, during orgasms, during sexual activity, but it is also produced after other affectionate expressions, like during long hugs and moments of bonding. It can also be um, released or associated with empathy, trust, and generosity. Serotonin is another well-known molecule, um, although it's uncommon to know it as an internal endocannabinoid. A lot of people think of ECDs, is what I'm going to call them, I think, or ECBs, (laughs) endocannabinoids as only involving hemp or marijuana or whatever, like not being like we have a full endocannabinoid system in our body that is not necessarily related to hemp plants. Um, Interestingly, serotonin is a neurotransmitter, which is primarily made and regulated by the gut, bringing truth to that old saying, the way to a person's heart is through their tummy. (laughs) Um, Many happy feelings like safety, positivity, calmness come from your stomach and intestines. Another cannabinoid that is a big influencer in your mental health, it's often called the bliss molecule, is anandamide. And anandamide is produced with human cell membranes and is a neurotransmitter, and it actually interacts with both your CB1 and CB2 receptors. The last one I want to talk about is acetylcholine, and this is a neurotransmitter for uh, responsible for attention and memory and creativity and neuroplasticity, the ability to change those pathways in your brain. The cool thing about this cannabinoid is that depending on where it is in the body, it can have opposing effects. So acetylcholine interacts primarily with that CB1 receptor. So let's talk about the receptors. Let's talk about CB1 CB1 and CB2 receptors, okay? So when I was telling you about the endocannabinoid system, I mentioned the neurochemicals that, as well as the receptors where the body uses those neurochemicals. So there are two primary types of receptors in your endocannabinoid system, both for internal and external endocannabinoids. So internal cannabinoids would be like acetylcholine and oxytocin, unless you're given oxytocin, right? External um, would be more like what you would get from eating plant food or eating copai or have, using copaiba or CBD oil. Um, these are really important, especially when you're comparing using CBD oil versus using other things that affect your endocannabinoid system, because it'll help you to see the difference in how those substances work on the body and what their beneficial uses are for you. So CB1 receptors are found in the central nervous system. Both CB1 and CB2 receptors 
are in certain peripheral tissues, right? CB1 receptors are called neuromodulators as well as immunomodulators, which means they play a big role in both your mental health as well as your immune system health. They are specifically involved in the pituitary gland, the immune cells, and reproductive tissues. CBD2 receptors are found primarily in peripheral tissues. So both CB1 and CB2 receptors relieve inflammatory and nerve pain. Okay, so you got all that? So now we know what system is that both that, that CBD works on as well as other things that affect your endocannabinoid system. So let's take a little closer look at CBD. Okay? So CBD is kind of like an essential oil, really. It's um it's derived by CO2 extraction, hopefully, if you get a good one, it's derived by CO2 extraction from plants. It's natural. It's been used for many, many, many years in healing and in wellness and for other things. CBD oil is a cannabinoid sourced from the cannabis genus of plants. A lot of people assume that if they're getting CBD, they're not getting THC. And that's not exactly true. Um, It depends on what the bottle says, to be honest. There is a level of THC called Delta 9 THC that is allowed in any CBD product federally nationwide. So that is allowed in all 50 states, okay? So what you need to look at when you're looking at CBD oil is you need to look at, is it full spectrum? Is it broad spectrum? Or is it a CBD isolate? Okay, so if it is full spectrum, that refers to hemp and hemp extract extract that is as close to the original plant as possible. So that means it contains dozens of cannabinoids and terpenes, not only CBD, but also CBG, CBN, CBC, myrcene, pinene, and THC and many more organic compounds that are found in the hemp plant. Now, CBD is often confused with THC, and they're both cannabinoids, but CBD is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid, and THC is a is the is the part of a hemp plant of a cannabis plant that does create the high sensation. They have very similar chemical structures, but they don't have the same psychoactive effects. And even even with THC, the sensations and individual experiences really vary from person to person, depending on so many different variables and tolerances and frequencies, frequency of use and amount of product taken and all of those things. Okay. Um, the effects of CBD are much more subtle than THC and generally include things like relaxation and well-being and calmness. Um, now, again, let's look at this. So Full spectrum, if your bottle of CBD says full spectrum, that means that it is a full plant. It is the whole plant, right? So that means it does contain THC. Generally, it is trace amounts of THC below the federal limit of 0.3%, okay? So that is when a product is full spectrum. On the flip side of that, if a product is broad spectrum, broad spectrum, that means that CBD product has CBD in it, as well as other plant compounds and even other cannabinoids, but it does not contain any trace of THC. 
And then the last option, which isn't found very much, is the CBD isolate. And that means the CBD has been extracted from the plant, processed in a bunch of different ways until what's left is pure crystalline CBD with no other compounds from the plant, okay? This is useful for those who are subject to drug testing, right? So if you're subject to drug testing, you want to look at broad spectrum CBD or a CBD isolate. CBD alone or which with the trace amounts of THC has been found as a huge, huge beneficial treatment option for lots of health issues, mental health issues, anxiety, depression, autoimmune disorders, chronic illness, pain issues, cancer, inflammatory diseases, and so many more things. The CBD that I find most effective generally has that trace THC in it, which is only a problem (laughs) if you are subject to THC drug tests. The products that I generally recommend are below the federally legal maximum of 0.3% Delta 9 THC, but there are so many variables as to whether or not you will actually fail a drug test, like the sensitivity of the test, your metabolism, the rate at which you're using CBD. Um, So unfortunately, there's no straightforward answers. But if you are interested in a CBD brand that does not have THC in it, then we can certainly make those recommendations too. So let's talk about a common question I get is, will CBD make me feel higher stoned? And the answer is no. It doesn't create a high sensation. Um, It doesn't have the same psychoactive effects as THC. But the sensations do vary from person to person, depending on all sorts of different variables, kind of like the drug test. Um, Most people that use CBD find a feeling of relaxation, of well-being, of calmness, of... um, being able to be chill and be productive, okay? Um, And what I like about some CBD brands is that you can actually get strain-specific CBD brand, uh, CBD products. And so you can pick out like, is this something that I need to help me fall asleep at night? Is this something that I need to support me through pain? Is this something that I need to support me through anxiety? Is this something that I need to help me focus and lift my mood? There's so much you can do once you get outside of the realm of just plain CBD. Now, Let's talk about finding a good CBD company. And this can be really tricky. So you want to look for a couple things. A lot of times people don't realize that CBD or or cannabis can be sprayed with pesticides. And it can. It's not super common, not common enough that you should always seek out USDA organic CBD products. But if you don't know the farm that it comes from, if you um, can't get your hands on what you, what you, what I'm about to describe here, then definitely buy the USDA, USDA organic CBD oil. Other things you can look at if they're not organic, you want to know the farm, the farmers, the family that owns the farm, right? You want to know about a COA, a certificate of analysis. It is a document that establishes that a product was tested by a licensed third party lab. So that means it meets very specific specifications of quality and safety. And both of those are really, really important. Okay. So these analyses 
are um, broken down for very precise chemical compounds, what's found in each strain, what's found in each CBD product, what's each different milligram, right? So it's really important to know exactly what you're getting. So make sure you choose a company that it makes that really accessible to customers, okay? The second thing you really want is education. There are lots of different ways, lots of different delivery methods for CBD. There are combustibles, so you can actually smoke CBD products. There are diffusers, um, which are kind of like vape, vaporizing. They, they vaporize um, the, the product. There are tinctures. Generally, that's the most popular. That goes under the tongue. There are candy or edibles. And then there are topical salves. So it's important for you to know which one of these you can use. Now, it depends on it depends on what you're after. So combustible, something that you smoked, um, the benefit of that method is that it is in its most bioavailable form, right? It's more instant, it's more effective, and it's not been altered in any way. So you are just taking in the exact plant as it came from the farm, okay? Now, for diffusers, you know, there is some risk that is involved with that, right? Because you're smoking. There are some studies that seem to indicate that smoking hemp products are very different on the body than smoking tobacco products, right? Um, but still, it was a long time before <laughs> modern science figured out that smoking was killing people, right? So you do want to use caution with that. The second method is diffusers, and that's um, it's where the extract, the CBD extract, is heated to a specific temperature that's high enough to turn it into a vapor, but not hot enough to combust or burn. And some people feel like this is more this is healthier than the actual smoke. Again, the science is kind of out on that, right? So we know that really the only thing that ought to go in your lungs is good, clean oxygen, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> anything beyond that, we're taking a risk. Now, the most popular way is via tinctures. And tinctures is when we, t is when we take CO2 hemp flower extract and put it in another oil, okay? You want to make sure that it is an organic MCT oil, which is a refined coconut oil, meaning it stays um, liquid at room temperature. So this is used under the tongue, also known as sublingually, okay? And there are so many benefits to using a tincture as opposed to combustion or the inhalation method. It does take the CBD a little bit longer to hit the bloodstream this way, but the effects are more subtle and they last a lot longer compared to diffusers or combustibles, okay? So it makes tinctures really good for con conditions that are chronic, that are constant, right? Like pain. Um, and tinctures actually work best when they're used like a daily vitamin. It helps you to maintain a lasting and sustaining effect, okay? And they're really easy to measure because you know exactly how much CBD is contained in any given amount of a tincture. So you can measure a really precise dose, and that is my preferred method for you and my preferred method for me too. Um, and it's really great for regular use. Now, you can also buy edibles or candy um, or topical salves. And those are, topicals are meant to be rubbed into... What's interesting is a lot of times I'll have people say, you know, Audrey, I started using CBD for my insert, anxiety, pain, inflammation, et cetera, here. And I noticed that I felt the effects. I could feel, I felt differently when I took the CBD and now I don't feel it. Now we're six months, three or six weeks, three months, six months into it. And I don't feel 
the same feeling when I take my CBD. And here's the thing. A lot of people think that CBD should be taken every day forever and ever and ever. And while our bodies are generationally deprived of our, our endocannabinoid systems are generationally deprived, it's not necessary to take it every day for eternity. So what happens is those CB1 and CB2 receptors eventually get saturated. And then you're adding to that saturation without changing the effect. And you know, you guys know how I am about this, right? So that means you're wasting money, right? And I don't like to do that. So don't do that. Um, so what you want to do is take it every single day for a period of time and then back off to every other day or every third day or once a week and play with that dosage and figure out where you have the lasting saturation. So where you have the lasting effect. And that way you can make sure that you're not taking well, one that you're not wasting money because y'all know how I get about that, but make sure that you are getting the utmost effect without oversaturating those CB1 and CB2 receptors. Um, another question I get a lot is, can I give CBD to my child? Cautiously, yes. Okay, cautiously, yes. Um, obviously in much smaller doses than adults, and you really want to make sure that you're not interfering with any other medications or any of that stuff. Um, and that's another question I get. Does CBD work differently with, or does CBD uh, have an effect on existing medications? And the answer is yes. There are some medications like thyroid medication that competes for the same receptors as CBD does. So you want to make sure that you take it on the opposite ends, right? So at least a two hour window between taking any other medicine and taking your CBD so that you don't make your medicine ineffective. Okay. Now, I'm not a fan of taking medicine long-term, so we can talk about that another time. But if this is your situation now and you're looking for results now, then that is the strategy to take. And if you guys have any questions about this, you can always ask me a question. This is a question that pops up a lot on our Q&As in the Root Cause Revolution membership. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely ask if this is something that is confusing to you. Um, the other thing that I'll say is that a lot of times people say, well, is it possible to take too much CBD <laughs> and too much of a good thing is still a bad thing, right? In terms of physically overdosing in the way you might think, no, it's not possible to have so much CBD that it would be toxic to your system. Well, it is. You would have to ingest almost 20,000 milligrams of CBD in a very, very short amount of time probably in more time than what you could. And you, uh, we're talking, let's see if there's 5,000 milligrams in one bottle. So we're talking, you'd have to, to drink the equivalent of four or five ounces of high dosage CBD oil. That'd be really difficult to do. That'd be like really, really difficult to do. Um, you would have to eat over 1,315 milligram candies in one sitting. Okay. Just to give you kind of an idea. So, if you're new to CBD and you're worried about it, you're unsure how much to take, I always recommend starting with a really small dose, evaluating the effects, and then stepping that dosage up as necessary. So normally, a, a starting dose, a lower end dose, is between 15 to 25 milligrams of CBD. Now, sometimes if you have a really severe condition, you might be finding that a higher dose of 50 to 100 milligrams is needed for full relief. Again, if you're new to CBD, always work your way up to this level dose. Um, if you feel it's 
necessary after taking a smaller amount. A lot of times people find that that lower end dose, if given enough time to work, meaning you, you do that lower end dose daily, will really work well for your individual needs. Now, I'm going to talk about two more questions. The first one, <laughs> the first one, actually, I'll just get the easy one away. What are strains? So you've heard me say that if your CBD doesn't taste like the plant that it's derived from, you don't have good CBD. And that's very much true. So in the world of cannabis, the term strain refers to a flower's genetic variety. Okay. So if you're a science nerd like me, then um, the, the scientific term is cultivar. So each cultivar of a hemp flower can be classified into three different categories. It can be a sattvya, it can be indica, or it can be a hybrid. So in general, sattvya is going to be energizing and invigorating forms of CBD. Indica is going to be like relaxation forms of CBD. And a hybrid is a cross between a sattva and an indica. And it's very balancing. Okay. It's a mix of both. So that's, that's a little tip there. And the last thing I'll touch on because we are really, really running over here uh, on our normal episode time is that the question that I get, well, Audrey, is this just a band aid? And in short, it can be. It's not always, but it can be. So if one of your root causes is that your endocannabinoid system is deprived, that your CB1 and CB2 receptors are deprived, then this is not a Band-Aid. This is actually working on that root cause. Now, what you're doing is getting yourself over the hump in the short term, but you have to do all those other things that keep your endocannabinoid system super stoked. So things that increase your serotonin, things that increase your acetylcholine, things that increase the cannabinoids coming into your body, like eating all the fresh fruits and vegetables that you can fit in your mouth. Okay. So these are things that you have to do. Now, if you use CBD and some people do as a way to mitigate, let's just say pain, for example, forever and ever and always without doing anything else, then yes, CBD is just another Band-Aid. If you use CBD to squash your anxiety for ever and ever and always without doing anything else, then yes, CBD is a Band-Aid. But it can also be um, part of finding your root cause and healing it as well. So I hope that makes a little bit of sense. So to wrap this up, this was a really long episode. Let me know what questions you might have about CBD. Let me know um, if you want recommendations. I have one company that I really, really love for full spectrum products. And I have one company that I really, really love for broad spectrum products. So let me know which one of those that you are looking for, what your needs are, and let me point you in that right direction. I will put links in the show notes to both of those companies. Um, so be sure you and check those out. Sometimes I get discount codes for App Standard, my favorite full spectrum um, products. So definitely check back. I'll always come back and update the show notes at audreychristie.com forward slash 168. That's audreychristie.com forward slash 168. All right. So other than all the amazing vibes from the CBD information, if you only take one other thing away from today, know this. Chronic disease is preventable. 
autoimmune disease and chronic disease and all those miscellaneous symptoms and the fact that you can't get rid of the weight, all of that is being is capable of being healed. And don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. You deserve to feel your best and don't accept anything less. If you want to learn more about me, about how to implement these things into your life to feel better in simple, practical, and sustainable ways, head over to AudreyChristie.com. Tons of free downloads. There are some online courses for less than a copay. Tons of resources to help you create your own root cause revolution. And remember, we'd love to have you in the membership as well. I am always, always rooting for you, friend, and I'm so grateful for you listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.